What's poppin'? What's good? What's good? What's going on with you? What's up? How are you? And, and look, I got the, I got this one question for before we get to it. So you the you the Mister Time talking to French Montana. You ain't gonna you done forgot the time and I went by you. Huh? No. You done did me like that. You no, no, gonna no, no, do no, me no. like that? Look. No, never. No, I had my phone in my purse and I was just like, oh my god, I'm tripping. Like I I just I wasn't. It's a lot going on. My pre order, my album for my pre order, the pre order for my album just went up today. So I was just okay. doing a lot of stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. My bad. I'm here. It's now. cool. It's cool. It's all love. We'll get to the music. But those who don't know, you born and raised in California. Yes. Los Angeles. How, born, how and was, born and raised. How was, how was it growing up in L.A. in regards to the music? How did you get to the music? Man, it's, it's the hardest thing to do music in L.A. Because everybody here wants to be an artist, wants mm -hmm. to be a singer, um, wants to be a model, wants to be something that has to do with being on TV <laughs> or being famous. Nobody wants to do regular shit anymore, like, you know, good old-fashioned being a doctor or, <laughs> you know, working at the post office. Good old normal <laughs> shit. Everybody here wants to... So I, you know, I love LA. I rep LA. Um, I rep California, I should say. But when I, it's nothing like when I go to the South. It's a different type of love. Um, when I'm in Atlanta, when I'm in um, Houston, when I'm in even like from Chicago to New York, it's just a whole different vibe and feeling that I love. And I feel like they really appreciate you as artists out there. So. Okay. You started off doing music. You started off in a talent show. Is that where, where you first started learning? that you had that vocal ability back in middle school? Um, maybe like in middle school is where I learned I had the vocal ability. But I think before that, I think I was like four years old and my mom was singing in the car. Okay. And um, my mom was singing in the car and I started singing and she did like a little run and I did it. And she was like, oh my God, you can sing. And I remember being like, really? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, okay. I remember being like, really? And I was tripping, so I start copying her. Like, she'll do a run or she'll do something, and then I'll do the same thing. And then that's when my mom, she told me I could sing. So I was like, oh, I guess I could sing. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Now, your mother used to sing for I Can Tina Turner. Is there a story that she told you about that you remember about how she, her vocal arrangement used to, she tried to match it with I Can Tina during, the, or during that performance time? She just said, like, she was super duper young. My mom was too young to be touring with Tina, okay. but it was opportunity. So my, my grandmother, my mom's mother, let her go. But my um, my grandma was really hesitant, but she wanted my mom to live out her dreams really young. So I think my mom was, like, 12 or something like that. Okay. And she went, and um, she said Tina was a little hard on her, like, do it like this, like, bah, 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 like, when you hit them, <laughs> when you hit them, when you hit them dance moves, like, that type of thing. So she had a... They were really strict, and um, she loved it. She learned a lot, like a lot of about discipline and um, a lot of cool things. Okay, and she, and she was uh, she's from behind Shaka Khan as well, correct? I think she worked with Shaka. My mom's worked okay. with everyone from Tears for Fears. Um, she they performed in front of a hundred thousand people stadium in um, with Tears for Fears, and yeah. that was freaking huge. And um, so she's, I mean, my mom's work with some everybody. So she's legend for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. That does your mom help you with your vocal ranges? Seeing as though that you know how to sing at the age of four till now, does she help you, you know, with your, basically with the vocal coaching element, does she help you with that or? 
No, yeah, she definitely does. Um, yeah. She works with me and she like, she'll help me with like vocals and like, she's the one that helped me get over my fears of like singing like really full out. Cause I have like a softer, you know, voice, but I have a big range when I want to right. use it. And so my mom pushed me to like really use that vocal ability and like sing out and don't be afraid of like if you crack or if the note doesn't come out perfect, then you keep pushing it or you keep working it. And so you strengthen your vocal cords like anything else. It's like working out, you strengthen your muscles. So once I learned that, I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> When did you know that you had that your pen, your pen game is impeccable? It took you a long way. When did you notice that you had a strong pen game? I wrote my first song by myself, I think at like 13. Okay. And um, I feel like, you know, I knew young that I was a good writer. I knew that I I would hear melodies like crazy, like on some genius type shit, like yeah. young. Like I would hear a beat and I would just hear a melody, like really young. Like, I don't know where I was even coming from. I'd be like, oh, the song should have went like this. And my mom would be like, how should they have gone? She's like, that's dope. And so that's when I started putting words with the melodies that I would hear in my head. And that started being like my career and I started making money off of it. And I got a deal with um, Disney and, you know, all this cool stuff. So that's when I was like, okay, I really love songwriting. This is before I cared about being an artist. Cause I was like, I can make money and just chill at the crib. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't gotta go get on stage and travel and do all this crazy stuff. I can make bread. So I started doing it very young. Yeah, and so from that pen game, you started writing for Tamia, uh, Kiki Palmer. Um, it, the one record of a writing credit that you had that kind of threw me off, but it, it does show your your versatility was the Webby "I Missed You" record. Oh yeah, with um, yeah, you did your research. <laughs> hey, you plugged That's in. The, um, I'll be missing you. Yeah, that was uh me and um. I forget, who, I forget who ended up taking that record. Was it Webby and Latoya? I think so. Yeah. Mike yeah. yeah. Karen brought What's me up? in for that session over at Atlantic. And okay. um, they needed, like, a bridge or something because they were using re the remake of The Hook. And okay. so I just went in there and wrote it. And they loved it. They kept it. And that was a dope experience. So being a songwriter, what does it take or what are the elements that you've learned to help develop you, strengthen your pen being a songwriter? Is it the content of where the perspective that you're coming from or like what is, explain that process of writing that, you know, writing for other people versus writing for yourself? Well, writing for other people is different because it's usually like, um, like I've gotten in with the artist. Like, let's just say like Demi Lovato, for example, like she's like, hey, you know, I want to talk about this. I've been through this with my dad. I feel this. I feel that. So it's like, okay, we'll do that. We'll talk about that. Or like, um, you know, or sometimes I just write a dope record and then somebody like a Chris Brown or something might be like, yeah, I heard the record. I love it. Let's take that. But sometimes you get to actually experience what the artist is going through with them when you either write with them or write for them from what they told you. With my project that's releasing on the 14th, Bad Hair Day, I'm actually talking about my personal experiences. Most people just relate because it's a relatable experiences, like breaking up, moving out, living on your own. There's a lot of mothers out there young from 15, 14 and up 
to grown to 25 to 30, whatever age they have kids. And so they know what it's like to break up with their baby's fathers and be a single mom and raising their child on their own, being a new mom. So my music just happens to be relatable that way. Um, and then I just tell my real story. Like, yo, I'm moving out. I'm staying at the Marriott. I'm about to act a fool. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, I, it's my whole album is literally a diary. So when people get bad hair day, they'll get to hear um, my story from top to bottom of what I have gone through in the last two years. Okay. So I took it and I made it a project. And I made it an album. And I put my emotions and my feelings and my heart into my music and I feel like that's why this is doing better than anything I've ever released because it's not just I didn't chase a hit record I didn't say mm -hmm. oh I need an up-tempo now I need a feature now I need okay I'm gonna go grab Wiz Khalifa I'm gonna go see who's up can I get Chris Brown can I get this this and that oh I need the uh the, the dopest track I need the, I didn't do all that it was just like you know what? I'm feeling this track I'm about to write what I feel boom let's go all mm -hmm. right I'm going through this you know what I'm at the Marriott I'm gonna do a whole song called Marriott and yeah. thank God for my Rikas and my, my supporters and stuff because they really embraced that. And maybe they could feel it was really from my heart from watching me on the show and mm -hmm. from being me just being so transparent with my story. And now I just put it into the album and I really feel like this is like comparative to like uh, Usher's Confessions in the sense of telling my real story and people feeling like they're listening and getting closer to getting to know me. Okay, we'll go ahead. Since you spoke on the record, we'll get right into it. The Marriott, right now you're plugged in the TPLG. I cut. We got beautiful Lyrica Anderson. This is Marriott. Let's get it. Hey. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I get it. You need space now, you need time now just to process Share my soul with you, I feel like a fool, how you so forget? I fucked up with you, barely noticed you, was it all pretend? Was it hey. all pretend? Did you love me like you said? I wasn't for Coming back up, you're now plugged in the TPLG Uncut. Yo. Yeah, hey, look. Hey, look. You, 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 done, broke, you done broke the ground. Mary, you <laughs> going crazy. Yo, I don't, know going what, cra I don't know what happened. I was talking to you, and it just said, like, disconnected or something. It said re reloading or 
What are you reconnecting? Is there it is. So I don't know. It froze. And we, we got you back. That's all good and great. Yeah, so, I'm back. You was you started writing for other artists. Um, you had a, a record with Tanache that you written for, as well as Jennifer Hudson. Yes, pretend for Tanache, walk it out for Jennifer Hudson. Now, Princess, were you? Hi, sis. Bitch, if you don't pull up on me today, we're <laughs> fighting. Or I'm pulling up on you. I need some baby, some baby food for Ocean. But you need to pull up on me. Yeah. No, that's my sis, Princess. But um, shout yeah. out, to Princess. So yeah. how was you was in the you was in a room with with Tanache and Jennifer Hudson or that was you sent them the lyrics and and they went back and forth like that or did you sing it and they cut you cut the demo and, and that's when you know you written a lot of records when you got to think about it that was a little flex right there but I did have to think about it dead ass <laughs> I dead ass had to think about it like wait a minute but no um Tanache uh not either one no uh, okay. walk it out story behind that. Walk It Out was supposed to be my record, me and Timberland, actually. Okay. Supposed to be a duet with me and Tim. And um, it was supposed to be from his Shock Value 3 or 4, whatever one never yeah. came out. Um, so it was supposed to be me and Tim. And he was singing the guy part. And then I was singing the girl part. And then he put this guy on there. I forget his name. But he mm -hmm. was uh, going to be Tim's new artist as well. Okay. And... Um, I don't know what happened. Tim just called me one day and was like, first of all, what was the super story to that? Yeah, Chris I know you were signed to Tim. You were signed to Timberland, right? Yeah, I was signed to Timberland. So okay. that was supposed to be our first, like our introduction, like introducing me record. Right. But Chris came to Miami, heard the record, and Chris wanted it. And I was oh. telling I told Tim to give it to Chris. I was like, yo, I think you should give it. If you're going to give it to anybody, give it to Chris. I think you should give it to Chris. I think it's a great idea. Chris will kill this record. Mm. So for whatever reason... Chris ended up having a record. I got a phone call from Tim, and he's like, yo, Jennifer Hudson cut the record. I'm a Jennifer Hudson fan. I love her voice. So I was like, that's cool, too. I knew then that Shock Value 3, I think it was, wasn't coming out anytime soon. So I basically was just going to have to wait. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it. We could give it away. And then mm -hmm. um, that's what ended up happening. And then Tanache's Pretend, uh, me and Details got in the studio, wrote that, and... She wasn't there, they. but I knew it was for her, kind of like off tops. Okay. And so, um, yeah, she took the record, and then it was like her next single, I think after two on, after two on. Yeah, yeah two on, yeah. So yeah. There, there's, there's one big one. I know a lot of people do or don't know. You wrote for the Queen B. You wrote for Beyonce. How, how was that experience? What'd you say? How, I said you was writing for Queen B. You was writing for the Queen. You was writing for Beyonce. Yeah, you talking about jealous? How was it right? Did you you was in the lab with Beyonce or you you sent that back nah, and forth as man. well? Nah, man, damn, nah. See, uh, Beyonce, somebody just from being a fan as a little girl and just forever. Yeah. I definitely yeah. wanted to be in the room with B, but she was in Miami, I think, and we did it in LA. I actually okay. wrote on that and um, Drunk in Love. So, um, mm. but uh, they did some lyric changes on Drunken Love, some melody changes. Okay. B came in and wrote. And so basically that got changed. So I didn't end up getting credited on that due to the producer's, um, what do you call it, decision that he made. So I yeah. said, fuck it, I'm cool with that. So I did write on Jealous, um, me and the producer. And then he took it to B, and then B did, like, hella 
um, lyric changes, melody changes, whatever. And then um, we all did our splits or whatever. And then I got my credit on Jealous. But I ended yeah. up meeting Beyonce years later, which was recently at the um, Rock Nation brunch. Okay. And that's where I officially got to like meet her for the first time. But okay. I didn't get to get in with her which I would have loved. I'm sure we would have did more records because she probably would have loved me. <laughs> and like, I just fuck with your energy because I'm good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have did way more records together, but it didn't work out that way. But when I met her, she was like, I know exactly who you are. Okay. I told her I was a part of Jealous. She said she knew that. She said my name. She gave me mm. love, gave me a big hug. And she was super sweet. Okay. King yeah. me, king me one and king me two. What's, where was your mind at? Or where, what, what space were you in? on King Me 1 and King Me 2? So King Me 1 was my first mixtape. It was just called King Me. Um, okay. I had just got out of my first real relationship ever. Okay. Um, and I said I wanted to do like, just like a mixtape, just like for fun, yeah. just throw it out. I've never dropped any music before. I've always written for other people. Mm. So I released King Me. People loved it. It got a lot of really great response. So I decided to do a King Me 2. Okay. King Me Too was a whole 90s R&B vibe. People loved it. I had just signed with Empire. Look, I'm telling all my truth. I'm giving you the tea today. Hey, look, it's called, we call this exclusive. This. So, hey. this, is, this is an exclusive, <laughs> exclusive. No, exclusive, exclusive. So King Me Too, I had just signed to Empire. I was like one okay. of the first people that ever signed to Empire. And they were still getting the budgeting and everything together. And I love Empire because they are family and they've done a lot for me. I was like ahead of my time. I had all these features. Like I had Wiz Khalifa, I had Chris Brown, I had all this dope stuff. And I was like ready to give this amazing project. And then they were like, well, wait, we don't have the funding yet. We're a new company. Like we're, we, weren't even, we didn't know you were going to move this fast. And I was like, but yeah. I thought I was supposed to turn in a project. So it's so funny how there's a backstory to everything, but it looks like it can look like I failed when in reality it just wasn't. Um, we didn't have anything to put behind it. Like, um, fuck you just got picked up on radio. And then the wow. stations were like, all right, so what's the team doing? What else can we do? Like, there's yeah. a method that goes with radio. Now I know that. But they just picked up on fuck you and start, I just start hearing my shit on the radio. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So I say that to say, um, basically, I realized that everything has to be kind of like, lined up and you're still never properly like prepared all the way because you just don't know but I had um all these amazing records and I just had no money behind me like yeah. none except for my own I would have had to like fucking break my bank what it really takes to like really 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 break an artist at the time that was some years ago mm. and I was just like it was just, it sucked or whatever, because I had to put out this project. And so it just was doing great online. People just loved it, loved it, loved yeah. it. But I never could get that backing that I wanted, particularly on that project. Particularly on that project. So I was like, fuck it. It is what it is. And so after that, so after the Empire, after the debut album, Hello It, through Empire, you had a, uh, you had a project in 2017. For those, some that do or don't know, you had a twin sister that passed when you were younger and you dedicated this project to her called a deal. How, how special was this project out of any other projects that you've done? As before special that? as bad hair day is to me. Um, yeah. it's just as special because it's, it's titled after my twin sister. Her name yeah. is Adia and that's my identical twin who passed at the age of three. 
And so um, it's a very special project to me. Um, I love it, Dia. It's some of my best music. Okay. Let's get right into it. We got to, uh, we go, before we get to the, to the, the reality. I have part, to leave soon, to babe. I got to wrap up and I got to go in a second. But, um, oh, yeah. we, let's, uh, let's talk about this at this new at the, we'll just go ahead and permit this at the full record. How did, how did this at the full record come about? So Act the Fool came about, you know, through this whole breakup or whatever, like, situation that I've been going through that everybody's all in my business, seeing online and shit like that. And um, Act the Fool is just basically very black and white. Like, if you're going to act up, I can act up. I can move on. I, we can do whatever, however you want to do this. It's a sad energy all day. So you either want to get it together or I can dip on a whole nother, a whole nother level. And I did dip in my situation. So okay. um, that's what the song is about. All right, we'll play a little bit of the record, and then we'll come back and finish the interview. We got Act the Fool, Lyrica. Let's get Thank it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> that was Lyrica Anderson. That new record, Act the Fool. Make sure y'all go get that. Make sure you follow me at TPLG Radio 1. I repeat, go get that Lyrica Anderson act the fool. You just now plugged in the TPLG uncut. I go by the name of Cool Kill. Shout out to my man Zeno. Hey man, shout out to Coalition DJs. Hey, look, man, make sure you follow me, man. We got a, a, a special interview for next week. So stay plugged in with me. Follow me at T H E K O O L K E L. It's your boy Cool Kill. And now you plugged in. Expect the exclusive.